Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Hey, wrestling fans, this is Gary Michael Capetta, and you're listening to the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer and the Stallion. It's the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast with the Enforcer. I believe they're called Enforcers, Gordon. I sell women's shoes. And the Stallion. Stallion, baby! I am not what you would call a handsome man. I'll kick you in the nuts and you'll smile at me and like it. All night! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the All Night Long Wrestling Podcast. We are your host, he's the Stallion, I am the Enforcer, and this week we are thrilled to be joined by the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Nick Aldis. Nick, thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. I know you have a absolutely crazy week ahead, so thank you for taking some time to spend with us tonight. Oh, no worries. Thank you, guys. So thanks for being patient with me. I know I've got um, I've got a million pots boiling, you know, figuratively. I did a, I've been doing a bunch of media today and trying to trying to squeeze in my workouts and take care of my kids. So it's it's, it's a lot, but uh, I'm happy to be here. Uh, well, you know, I, I know I can only imagine this week. I mean, it goes without saying Saturday night, 605 NWA into the fire. The uh, I guess the first NWA pay-per-view under the new direction, the new regime available on Fight TV. And if you were smart enough out there, you would have pre-ordered it. You would have saved five dollars on it, which we did. We are um, ecstatic going into this week and I cannot wait for the show. Um, now, listen, about it, you were on the show, we had you, uh, it was last, I believe it was last January, early February, and there was no mention of NWA power back then. Was that something that was kind of in the works that you knew about? And how long were you, you know, was that being discussed? Uh, so when, when was it? January of last about, year? About February last January year. January of this year? Yeah, this year. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, at that point, um, not 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 a not a definitive conversation no certainly not something that was you know oh okay like this is what we're going to do now like i know that it's something that billy and dave have wanted to do for for quite a long time um and i believe that they i could be wrong but i think that they may have even pitched um tna on wanting to do it when when billy was involved there like he he had maybe suggested doing something like this um and they didn't they didn't get it they didn't see it but um 
don't quote me on that, but I, I, I believe that to be true. But uh, yeah, I can't try to remember when the, um, when the actual kind of conversation started, I guess, as far as, okay, we're going to do a studio show and then starting to look for venues. I mean, I, I remember, um, I mean, I think it was, I think honestly it was around the Crockett cup kind of time frame, like sort of around that, like we were, we were, we were really disappointed in, um, with the Madison square garden show, the ring of honor, you know, new Japan, Madison square garden show, because it, it had been sort of inferred to us, you know, that, that, you know, I would have a, a match on that card and a strong presence on it. And then when that didn't happen and it was just kind of like, it was just very like wishy washy kind of, Oh, I don't know, you know, and, and, that's when I think we all just kind of, you know, stepped away. Obviously we had the Crockett cup plans and we, and we knew we were going to execute that. Great. We knew we were going to crush it. And it's like, if we can't, you know, if we can't sort of, if we can't um, convince these guys, you know, that then we need to go and prove it. You know, we need to just go and sort of prove the concept ourselves. Like, no, you know, we, we so we just and and that like that's not really a knock on them I guess it's more just a sort of just just a state you know just stating that we were sort of frustrated and disappointed that um you know we we really felt like a coexisting you know relationship there was Almost, was working yeah one hand washes the well, other yeah and we didn't you know we 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 really felt that our style and our delivery of show was not encroaching on theirs and vice versa which is why they worked well you know kind of symbiotic but whatever i mean they have you know they have their own problems but like we um <laughs> so i you know and, and look that you know obviously new japan have their own influence too and then they they haven't they don't seem to be very sort of um they don't seem to be very enthusiastic about the nwa so that's fine again it's up that's their prerogative right like it's you know we cut we're not we don't mad about it it's just kind of like okay and we just i think that was around the time where we just had this sort of come to Jesus with, you know, amongst ourselves, Billy, Dave and myself and, and Maureen and, you know, everyone else involved then just sort of said, it's, it's time to, it's time to burn your boats, you know, like let's, we just got, we got to make it, we got to make a show. We got to make a real show and put it out. We've got to, we've got to prove this concept. We just got to do it our way and, you know, do it on our own. And that was, and so, you know, and then, you know, throughout the summer, that was when the, sort of research started as far as like venues and things like that and how we were going to do it and talent and all that kind of good stuff. And yeah. And then, and then it just sort of fell into place. I do remember that when the October dates uh, sort of revealed themselves to us, it was quite a quick turnaround. Like it was one of those things where I remember that, you know, we, we, we established that we were going to work with GPB. They've been fantastic partners and there's, you know, that those, um, those facilities are world class, and I think I remember like <clears throat> vaguely uh, Dave Lagana sort of talking to the group and kind of saying, um, "So, you know, they're pretty heavily booked up. So it's kind of either October or you know, and it, then the next one was like December, which is what we have now. Oh, wow. So we were, all, and then you know, so it was kind of like almost like a democratic. You know, we're quite, we're very democratic at the NWA." And we all just kind of stayed. Like I said, "Fuck it, let's do October. Let's do it." You know, like let's just let's just get the ball rolling. Let's go. Yeah, strike while the iron's hot. I know when actually when we had spoke to you last time, it, it was 
you had kind of inferred maybe that um, you would be wrestling or have a presence at that Ring of Honor show. I know you were, you know, you were on Ring of Honor TV pretty consistently. Was there ever talk of who your opponent was going to be? I wanted to wrestle Liga. Oh my goodness! Wow, that was my, that you know, that was my straight pitch. I was like, Liger's retiring at the end of the year. He's doing a farewell year. Like, has he ever, you know, has he ever wrestled for the NWA World Championship? And you know, like, I was just like, that's I, Liger or Great Muda. I was just like, I was like, people would lose their mind for those matches. I, you know, I still, I still believe that. I mean, I mean, look again. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but I, we had the Crockett Cup like a month later, and we, you know, we had talked about that. Like Marty had that big ladder match for the for the Ring of Honor title. Um, he obviously, you know, did not end up winning that. But we had talked about the idea of like, can you imagine? If I'd have beat Liger, you know, and retained the title at Madison Square Garden, first champion to defend the title there since Harley Race, and then Marty finally wins the big one and wins the Ring of Honor World title later on, and then we end the night with the two of us facing off, knowing that the next pay per view is coming, you know, and it was just kind of like <laughs> yeah, the history uh, in the if ring. I if I can't sell you on that, then like we, you know, <laughs> I don't know what to do, you know, and we just so that was that, and uh, again you know not spilled milk and look i think i dare say that uh, um, you know a few weeks later after we you know smashed the crockett cup out of the park and like doubled the house at that venue and you know had a really strong buy and 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 um you know <laughs> obviously the response to that that whole pay-per-view not just the main event but you know the entire pay-per-view was so strong i think maybe then they maybe started to get it, but by then we just decided, like, all right, we're going to operate on our own for a while. And again, that's not to say that there's no possibility of any, you know, cooperation again down the road. But that was when we just kind of went, all right, it's time. we're, we're going to prove our concept now. Yeah, and like you said, I think hindsight being 2020, and I, I love Ring of Honor. I've been a fan for quite some time, but right now it's no secret they're not in the best. Um, they're not in the best spot, and uh, I think the NWA is. Uh, it's. I mean, I don't want to say it's leapfrog Ring of Honor. I, I don't like to categorize like that, but I think the NWA is so hot right now, and Ring of Honor is probably at its lowest point it's been in quite some time. So they definitely, you know, we were in attendance at that show at Madison Square Garden. So if that would have ended the way you mentioned, it would have made for, uh, it really would have made for must-see TV with all that history that would have been in the ring. And I think it's funny that you mentioned Great Muda because he was clearly on the Ring of Honor show at Madison Square Garden, but... Uh, last weekend or the weekend before, you faced off in the ring with Great Muda at uh, WrestleCade. What, yes. Is that something – give me a little on that. Is that something we're going to see down the line? Is, does Great Muda have another match in him? What, what is Well, that? look, I mean, I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't have thought that there was a possibility for it. You know, and it was – you know, it was just a, just a little a little teaser, a little way to – you know, a little, little way to create some buzz and create some headlines and, and – um, and, you know, and in a practical way, kind of test the waters, I guess, to see what how people felt about that. Um, I wouldn't have done it, and you know, um, if I hadn't have thought that there was the chance that we could make it happen. Now it's just up to now it's just up to the offices, you know, the parties involved, 
you know, it's like making a prize fight. It's as if we can all if we can all get on the same page and and make the match, then I'll be there. Sure. Is he contractually obligated to um, New Japan at all, or is he kind of? I don't. I don't think so. Muda, yeah. Muda's. Yeah. No. He. He. He's kind of. I was talking about the Rock and Roll Express before. Like, kind of. Like, you know. <laughs> that's when you know you're you're a real legend. When you. I mean, you can literally like you can be not under contract anywhere, and that's actually the best thing for you. You know, like to just because you have such legendary status that you can literally be on NWA and AEW at the same time, you know, it could be the WWE hall of fame and <laughs> like, yeah, you know, always a bring of honor, new Japan all in the space of one year, you know, and it's like, no, no one else can do that. But you know, Ricky and Robert can, and I'm sure Muda could too. Yeah. I remember Jushin Liger did that. He showed up at uh, sure. ring of honor and then NXT like two weeks later. And it's like, I, yeah. well, I guess once you earn that, once you hit that status symbol, you really can do uh whatever. Well, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of a, they're a dying breed, you know, the guys who call their own shots, you know, and that's, and that's something that I've, you know, guys like myself and Marty and, you know, some others out there, you know, that's kind of the way we see ourselves still like, yeah, I'm, I'm with the NWA, obviously. And, you know, but my, a free agent now. And who's to say that he doesn't just, he doesn't just decide, Hey, I can, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you can punch your own ticket. It's, um, yeah, there's a lot to be said. It's like I've 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 said this before to you know on a couple of interviews, but <clears throat> um, I think that I, I hope if if anything that you know the last couple of years might have helped uh, show sort of the future generation of wrestlers that your goal should be to draw money, not to get signed. You know what I mean? Like your goal should like everyone just, I mean, I was one of them ever. I want to get signed by the WWE. Like that's all I want. I just want a contract, you know? And it's like, well, what kind of contract, <laughs> you know, like, and, and, you know, you see some of the contracts that some, you know, some organizations are handing out and giving the people and you just go, that's, that's worse than a contract. Like that's, that's worse than having no contract. Like, <laughs> because this is not, you, 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 you only get paid if you wrestle and now you can't wrestle anywhere else. Like, why would you sign that? You know, like, and, uh, yeah, so that, and then you're locked into what sure. they tell you like, to do and how they tell you to do it. Right, and that to me is that's that doesn't seem like a that doesn't seem like a great deal, you know. And um, it's yeah, I think that you know that and that, like I said, that's where my my advice is: your goal should be to try and draw money, you know, not to get a contract. Because if you can if you can make money and look. We've we've got we've got our pay per view this this weekend and it's exclusively on Fight TV. Well, you can you've seen you know there are there are many many independent promotions that run pay per views on on Fight TV. I can tell you, Marty and I had serious discussions about running our own pay per view facing each other, book like just doing it ourselves and basically saying. We're, we're doing this and doing it in the UK because Marty's contract at the time, you know, precluded, you know, it, it didn't, you know, he, he was free to do what he wanted in the UK. And, you know, when we were having this hypothetical, you know, like I, I was, um, you know, I, I don't like, I don't know if I was under a sort of a, a, a proper deal yet with the NWA, you know, but we would, so it was kind of like, we were just having that kind of hypothetical discussion. We were going, we could do it we could book the mat. we could book the match and book the pay-per-view ourselves and just, and run the pay-per-view and split it like, like a prize fight, you know, like two prize fighters. And, um, you know, and I just thought about that and I was like, that's a, that's a real thing that guys can do now, you know? So 
for sure. And Fight it, TV. It, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, people are people coming out of people coming out of the WWE or you know people moving moving on from somewhere. They might. I, I kind of hope that maybe some of them decide to sort of ride free agency for a little bit. You know what I mean? And prove that concept and say, hey, you know, once you know, first time ever, you know, this guy versus this guy, you know see it for 9.99 on fight tv or you know whatever price you want to charge right and it's like guys can make a real healthy payday for one night instead of sort of doing the rounds on all the big indies and you know hawking their eight by tens you know <laughs> look I've, I've done it <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like there, there are ways and means now that kind of harkens back to the territory days then I mean, yes when you have now, do you think there would be promotions that'd be hesitant to book these talents in, for example, a title match because they don't want Champion A going to you know a different territory and losing over there? Do you think that would cause any issue there? Or do you think we're kind of past that in this stage of the game as pro wrestling? Well, that just depends on the individual. I think. I think that just depends, and I think that just depends on you know <laughs> whether whether the whether people the parties involved are thinking about business or just thinking about being a mark. Like that—that's the reality of it, isn't it? You know, like yeah. like I've had like I, I I I've had you know we've had we've had bookings you know where someone's been like we you know we'd like you to come in and wrestle our champion you know and I go are you sure you know what I mean because it's like because are you you know what I mean what what's the, <laughs> what what's the benefit of that right right the, you know what I'm saying and it's kind of like you know it, it sounds good you know what I mean when you like. But yeah, that's and then you know and and unless there's unless there's a, a definitive kind of plan or a reason, it's kind of like you kind of know who you're dealing with then because you sort of go, okay, you're you're not you know you haven't really thought that through. Um, and not to say that that's you know it's never a possibility, right? But it's like like people would always when we were when we were heavily involved with Ring of Honor, people would always go like, why don't why don't we have Jay Lethal versus Nick Owens champion versus champion? It's like all right, <laughs> what happens to the guy who loses? Right then what? it's like come on guys you know like so yeah um but anyway like i said it's it's interesting that we've kind of gone in that direction on this conversation and i I want to be clear on on this like like we we are we we ended our sort of um serious it's a relationship we didn't end it with ring of honor right like we just kind of we just decided you know we just kind of cooled off like we had you know everything was being done on a handshake so i don't want to i don't want to suggest that you know i was promised a match at madison square garden and stuff like that but right there's nothing formal it was just discussion we had no yeah and 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 we had but but we felt like we had we had really brought a lot of stuff to the table you know and then our whole sort of point on that was like you're getting uh, and look, this is, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but you're getting a world-class talent for like a per night, you know, you're only having to pay me per night. You ain't going to pay me a salary because you're paying the NWA. You're, you know, you're getting these money matches, right? Like approved it with Cody, you know, and then sold out center stage with PJ and then had Marty, you know what I mean? And I was kind of like, you're, you're getting me, you're getting quite, you're getting an asset in this you know, deal. And it's like, what we wanted was, you know, we just, we just wanted some moments, you know what I mean? And that, and that was, I think for me, like I always kind of looked at the MSG thing as kind of my reward for doing all in, you know, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I got payday for all in, but it was like, 
considering what I brought to that show and what we brought to that show, like my kind of thing was like, you know, it would be, I think it would be fair. It'd be cool to, to get a, to get a title match at Madison square garden, you know? So it's not, it's not like, I don't want to suggest that they promised anything, but it's just, in my mind, I felt like that was earned, you know? And when that didn't happen, and again, this is just me talking. This isn't, this isn't the view of Dave and Billy necessarily. But I, once that happened, I was the one who basically said, I'm kind of over this. You know, I, want, I need to, we need to, we need to go prove, I need to keep going and proving who I am on my own. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, the Cody, the Cody match and all the stuff that we've done since, it just kind of helped me just kind of formulate that, that idea for, you know, as far as the business. And I think that if more guys, and I've talked about this before, but like the prize fight approach to pro wrestling it is so funny that you, you know, you said it's like all oh, the territories thing because so much of what we do, m- me and the NWA, is a modern version of that stuff. You know, it's, I mean, that's why we say traditional values, modern delivery, because it's like we have a studio show specifically designed to create value in our guys and sell pay per views, sell tickets, you know, sell merchandise, uh, um, but the the you know where it used it used to it would have been on free tv you know back in the day now it's on youtube you know and instead of ever just the just the people in that catchment area having to come to the coliseum or whatever to buy a ticket to finally see this blow off between you know harley race and terry funk or something it's Pete fans all over the world who have been watching our youtube show now have to, you know, now get to see Nick Aldis and the Cowboy James Storm one-on-one after weeks and weeks of shit-talking each other, and it's on Fight TV, you know, and it's sort of like the same, it's the same concept, you know, it's just, it's just a modern delivery system, it's just our territory is the globe now, you know, our, our little, you know, NWA collection of fans. Right, and they don't have to go to a house show to see it. Like you said, they could see it on YouTube, and speaking, and, you know, we could, of course, go to NWA Power now, um, the way that the uh, the build up to you and James Storm has been, it, it's been done so well, and it's you know like you said tradition, and that that's kind of how people what got people in the door to the NWA was the build up to the blow off, and this you know it's so different because. Other promotions, just the WWE, for example, I don't want to say it's overexposed, but when you have nine hours of TV a week plus all the social media and things like that, you see things over and over. One hour a week of NWA power, it really becomes must-see television because you're not going to see your favorite wrestlers every single week, five times a week. When they're on TV, when they're on, you're on YouTube, you take notice and you watch it. And this feud yeah. is built so well that there is so much interest in your title defense this Saturday. It really is, you know, it's kudos to you and the entire company. It's such a different feel than anything else out there. And I think the NWA has really done a great job in carving that niche out. Yeah, well, well, I appreciate that. And, you know, really, that's just a testament to our, uh, you know, concept. There's a proof of concept, right? Like, it's like I said before, we do things... (laughs) I I can't even speak to it because I I've never experienced it before now. But it's what I like to imagine the, the you know the way things were done in in the old days. You know, as far as everyone kind of collaborates, like we all you know everybody says their piece and everybody you know sort of 
has their say on what they think the right way to go is with something. And as long as, you know, there's always going to be some egos involved. And trust me, with James and I, like, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, there's some egos there. And you need that. That's what people pay to see, I think. And, sure. you know, and, and again, we, we've already smashed the, the buy rate for NWA 70, which was headlined by me and Cody too. We've already smashed that and we've still got days left. So it's like, really? Yeah. We've already, we've already surpassed the total buys for NWA 70. Um, wow. That's fantastic. Is, that's great. So, you know, and, but it's a testament really to the way we do business, which is, like the, I think as long as everybody involved is on the same page as far as the principles are what's going to what's going to make money you know because we're I think um I I, I wish I could articulate this in a, in a definitive way but we're kind of forced to be like that which is a benefit to us right because we don't have a billionaire you know, and that's not a shot at AEW, a veiled shot, or, you know, but before anyone says it, but we just don't have a huge budget, right? Right, we don't, disposable we don't income. Have, we don't have a massive uh, rights fee, you know, deal. We don't have, you know, guaranteed half a billion dollars coming in before we even do, you know, let alone, you know, <laughs> without even selling a ticket like WWE. Right. You know, it's like, so we kind of have to, it forces us to do what's right to, 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 to make revenue for the business. And by the way, that kind of eliminates any suggestion or issue of me, you know, sort of making suggestions in my own interest. Because if I, you know, if we can all see, like, if 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 we if we felt like the, there was, you know, if we if, if like for example, if somebody came along and we go, this guy clearly needs to be in the next main event, you know, pay per view with you for the title. And, you know, if it was, if, if it was obvious to me from a business point of view and I didn't do it, it, it would be so, it would be so clear to everyone involved because it's, because we, because we're sort of forced, um, you know, we, we kind of made, we kind of make or break on these pay-per-views, right? Like that. Yeah. I mean, the cliche the, is what's best for business, right? Yeah. And it's, but it's not just a, but it's, it's kind of what's key to our survival and to our, and to us, our growth. You know, we've shown, like, I think yesterday we had, like, a huge merchandise day, just kind of, out, it's out of the blue. You know, like, Maureen, a director of operations, kind of texted our group chat and said, we're having a monster merchandise day. You know, and um, obviously we'd all been keeping up, we've all been keeping a very close eye on the, on the pay-per-view buys, you know, and... Like when I remember when we, I mean, we, we had a group chat going because we had sold out the pay-per-view and I was like, look, it's a few hundred seats. Right. But, it, but for us, it's a big deal, but it's like, we sold out the pay-per-view in like four hours. And then I think the, the first day of taping. So the next day, I think that one sold out in, you know, in a day or two. And we had, we had like four seats left on the, on the second day of taping. So the third day overall, and we sat for days and days, just like somebody buy these four <laughs> tickets. Do you know what I mean? So we can announce the show sold out like Christ. And then like, they finally went and it was just like, you know, so that, that's how closely we're all watching, you know, the, the, the revenue streams. So it's kind of like, 
and and we all know that like we we all know that we need that so it's kind of like yeah like let's let's all let's build this business you know at least that's that's certainly how i feel and it's it's one of the many many reasons why this you know the last two years has been the most rewarding of my career it's a team effort and you all like you said everybody's in it for the benefit of the nwa and the fans nobody's really in it um for themselves now you mentioned you sold out the pay-per-view incredibly quickly has there been any talk of you know expanding maybe going north or looking at other venues for future pay-per-views yeah that's always in the discussion it's you know it's it's literally just a it's it's just a business decision you know we just weigh up the pros and cons and you know there's a lot more to it you know people are people love to oversimplify um even and i'm not suggesting that you're doing that you know by asking the question but you know <laughs> others who have publications and websites and you know who have a sort of quote unquote you know expert opinion they they love to sort of throw stuff out you know, well they should do this next or they should do, you know and it with, without any real consideration of what the you know the business implications are of that like like take tv for example like god if i if i had a dollar for every fan and you know personality it was like what are y'all gonna get a tv deal you know <laughs> and it's like what is a tv deal do you mean just like the ability to be on television because like we could do that tomorrow like we could go and do a we could go and pay to be on a network or we could go to do a, a, a barter deal like with with some network i mean there's like a million channels you know like that's that's easy but how do we get people to watch our show you know like and and how do we create some value in it like who gives a shit if we're on tv if we haven't been able to you know sell anybody on on joining us for this ride and you know like i said we we, we that's why we made the the conscious decision to go no we want like maximum eyeballs potential so let's go on the world's free tv channel youtube and you know build our audience and like yeah. show everybody you know what we're all about now i understand that um at some point you know there there will be a there will be a, a fork in the road for that but we're also confident you know based on some of the people that have approached us that at a certain point, if we if, if all our numbers keep ticking up the way they are, like if our revenues keep going up, and we're selling tickets faster than you know we sold them faster than this last time, and you know we want to sell them faster the next time, and then we want to you know sell more pay per views for the next one, and so forth. If we can keep ticking up on all those revenue streams, we could be we could be you know we could be profitable, we could be sustainable on our own, you know, and that's when it gets really interesting to me because then we we you know we don't need anyone and then it's so then it's like if someone wants to do business like yeah come to the table with a real deal right then they come to you right like let's make like let's you know let's make some money and that's how i feel about all the you know the 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 big title fights and stuff too like the big title matches it's like bring us something we don't we're we're comfortable growing at the rate we're growing come to us with something we don't need you like we're 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 you you came to you know you you came to us in the first place it's like cody you know when cody came to us he came to us, but we didn't. We didn't go. Hey, what about a title match all in? They they came to us because he knew, like he knew what he was looking at. Yeah, and 
you know, it, it's funny you say like uh, talking about YouTube over TV deals. I I could speak for myself and Joe. Even the shows that are on TV, I will still watch them through either YouTube or through the app or something like that. Because there's in in the 2020, there's no you know aside from monetary gain to get eyeballs on. It's easier to have it on your uh, on your YouTube or on your app or whatnot. N- not many people sit around and flip through channels anymore. So right. there's no you know. The money's not in there, and you have plenty of ad space, you know, on YouTube as well. So I think that is just that really makes the most sense. And you know, like you said, you guys have over, I mean, north of a million, almost a million and a half, I think, on the entire first season alone. That's that has to is that in line with expectations? Do you think, or did you guys kind of blow those out of the water pretty early? We it's it's it exceeded our expectations, but I wouldn't say blew it out of the water. You know, like okay. we, we we were hoping for we were hoping for you know. Um, sort of a couple of hundred thousand, you know, which is what we've sort of leveled out at. We were hoping for that, you know, so that we could, because that was enough for us to build on. And we we thought with the conversion rate, you know, with a sort of 1% conversion rate, then as far as pay-per-view buys, like that's a, that's a decent, that's a decent return. And then, you know, we were just sort of looking at, and then looking at, yeah, like advertising rates. And look, we've had, you know, people, I know we do, I know we do the goofy commercials and that some of that's just to have fun, but it's also to prove the concept to advertisers and sponsors because the, so the high spots ones, those are bought ads and, uh, the retromania, you know, ad that I did with the, I'm going retro, you know, like that, that, those are, those are real bought ads. Like those are real paid partners with us. Um, you know, and you know, look, <laughs> well, like, like I've got, I I've been on spike TV with, with TNA, you know, a couple of million people a week on primetime television. And like, I never got approached. I never got approached for any endorsements or, you know, whatever. I just, I just did a thing today on Instagram for manscaped, you know, cause I got, cause they, cause they came to me and said, Hey, we'd like to pay you to endorse our product, you know? And then I, I just got a, I just got a, 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 a unbelievable uh custom-made suit from a from a, te- a really from a really awesome tailor in miami who again for, completely for free which is like awesome to me he reached out and said hey i want to make your suits like i love the show i love what you're doing i love your style and approaching thing i want to make you suits wow you know what i mean and it's like hell yeah you could make my suit <laughs> like so and, and that's just me but it's just proof that you know Going forward, we're 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 creating a, a an environment and a and a feeling with our show that I think that once people start to really get it, you know, and I'm talking about from from a commercial standpoint now, they start realizing that there's real value in in jumping on this train because it's like because the the affection that we have from our audience will will translate stronger to to you know our paid partners and, and advertisers because it's not just it's you know they don't they, they don't feel like oh okay like here's some commercials you know like we make the commercials entertaining so then they go yeah here comes the commercials oh shit you know geico or whatever right and it's cool you know like we're we're very open about that approach you know and, and it's like between those and our, you know, our other revenue streams, we all kind of had this epiphany. We all sort of came to this realization like, hey, we could we could be profitable like this. You know, it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, and the commercials are really some of the best parts of the show. I mean, I, every single week. And I'm really glad you brought up uh, Retromania because that has been a, a hot topic among the internet and uh, on all the social media. That, I mean, for fans, you know, you're jumping in that late 80s, early 90s kind of generation and with the wrestling fans back then. I mean, we all grew up playing video games in the arcade. That game looks, I mean, identical to, amazing. It looks identical to WrestleFest, but updated. And with the roster, I mean, I saw, of course, you're in there, the the BWO, Zack Sabre Jr. How how in the world did that come about? I think that's going to be, the, I'm so looking forward <laughs> to it this know. year. Like, I, all I know is that they came to me, and then I managed to sort of um, parry that or parlay that into a, a wider deal with the NWA, a licensing deal with the NWA. Like, they, they came to me and just, I can't even remember when they first came to me, but they kind of started going, hey, you know, we're doing this game. I honestly, I, I just, I thought it was just going to be like a, um, a, a, a iPhone game. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like a, like an app store or something. Sure. Um, so I just sort of went, Oh yeah, cool. Sounds good. Like, you know, whatever you need, like, let's, you know, just tell me what, you know, tell me what you're offering and we'll kind of go from there. And we, you know, we, we started working that stuff out and I, and obviously I, you know, I showed it to Dave and just kind of said, Hey, look, check this out, whatever. And then, you know, I got talking to the guys at, at RetroSoft, and they and they were just gushing about how much they loved the NWA and everything. And I was like, "Well, why don't you? Why don't we just make a wider deal then with them too? Like, don't you want? You know, wouldn't wouldn't that make you know? Isn't there some value? And like, don't you want the NWA? And they were like, "Oh hell yeah! We're like, you think that would be possible? And yeah, and, and you know, so we so that just sort of happened organically. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're, we're I'm learning about the game the same time as everyone else is. <laughs> so I don't really have any insight because, you know, that's, that's, that's a separate deal. Like they just, they just, you know, they just worked out a licensing agreement with the NWA. So it was just another cool little revenue stream for us. And yes, like, and now I think once we've seen how well the, you know, the game seems to be being received or how much anticipation there is for it, then that's, that's great for us because it's, yeah, it's, just, you know, uh, a, a sort of co promotional thing in that respect. Cause then it, it, I mean, I, look, I, you know, you talk about kids and YouTube and everything. Uh, my my nephew is 11, I think. And um, I saw him recently when I went back to England. And, like, this is the first time he's given a shit about the, any of the stuff I'm doing with the NWA. Because <laughs> he, he plays a Nintendo Switch and he's, you know what I mean, gaming all the time and stuff. Right. And he was just like, oh, my God, I saw that, like, oh, that I'm going retro ad was so cringe. Like, oh, my God. But, like, what's that? Uh, like can you get me that game? You know, like, <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's just, that's so for us, that's, a, you know, th those kind of things make a difference. Um, and that's where Dave Lagana really is. So, so key to, you know, what we've been able to accomplish because he really, he really takes a lot of time studying uh, the, the way media and the media business, you know, the, how it's evolving like he tries to really he really tries to stay up with what's what's happening like what the real curve is and um you know he's a big disciple of gary vaynerchuk and you know just just follows a lot of those types of people and you know it's i mean i've learned so much you know from that side of things as far as sort of brand building and you know we've uh, and obviously billy through his own contacts and influence you know, in his world, um, it's just been a very, it's just been a really nice recipe, you know, 
like between my take on the actual wrestling business and sort of, you know, that seeing that unfold and having, you know, a sort of, I feel like quite a good, quite a good read on, on my generation as far as the audience and stuff goes. And then Dave's read on, on media and technology and then Billy's read on showbiz. It's just, it's a, it's a good combination. Yeah, and there's something to be said for being able, you know, everybody wants to, um, retro is in now, but they're retro things that are done right. I mean, they just hit on the nostalgia factor, but they also complement that nostalgia with, you know, the modern times. And I think yeah. that's what NWA power has done so right. well. Um, it's, it's, it, it's just, it's very, um, it, it's, it's very serendipitous that, that, their game is sort of coming to fruition at the same time as our show started to, you know, really gain some traction because they obviously uh, are appealing to the, the same sensibilities. Sure. And I, you know, if you're like you said, but it looks like one of those, like a simple game that's just fun to play. You could pick up and do. And I think I, I saw the NWA, uh, you know, the studio was there in the background. Um, you know, there's so much hype about it online. Oh, I, geeked, and, um, I geeked out huge when I, when they sent me the, when they sent me the um, the sort of first like screen grab of the, the sort of early rendition of the of of my character in the NWA <laughs> power set and everything, like, and they sent this to me, and they were just they were like, "Do not share with anyone, like, you know, eyes only, like, you know, top secret." Like, all right, all right, all right. And I looked at them, and oh, this is so cool, you know, you know. It's such a cool time, and you know, back to um, real quick before we let you go, um, you know. Continued success, of course, with NWA Power. What do you guys think as a company that you really learned in season one that maybe can change a little bit in season two or things that we could, you know, you guys could focus more on going forward? I think um, I got asked this earlier in the Fight TV sort of media scrum that we did, but I think that my big, my only real big takeaway was I, I think that we, I like to let the matchups find themselves. You know, like I believe in, in, in old school promoting and booking in that respect, in the sense of if you, if, if, if we give, if we, if we democratic and we, you know, give everybody who wants it, you know, on our, that we've decided to, to work with at the NWA and we have, I mean, our, our roster, I'm just, it's, it's coming together so nicely, you know, it's just such a good mix of like backgrounds and ethnicities and you know just but all seasoned professionals like there's a few young guys in there but even the young guys that you know got some reps behind them and stuff and that's what i believe like that's you know that's what i think really sort of defines the nwa but like the what i want is more people to get to go out and do like what i did in the first episode and pretty pretty much in most episodes was you know get the chance to go out and, and cut a money promo then have a match you know, and kind of establish who you are and let everybody kind of get that, you know, get, get that time and then just kind of see, see where the natural matchups are, you know, and like take Trevor Murdoch, for example, just, just stepped back into the light. You know what I mean? Just like, just on our, you know, because of this, this vehicle is perfect for him, you know, and he just comes out and he's just like, he grabs it with both hands, you know, Suddenly, you're talking about a guy who I, I think is a player. You know, I think you know what I mean. You, I'm, like I'm looking at him, going, I, I can make money. Like I could draw money with him in the main event. Sure, you guys had a you great know? match two weeks ago, right? And and that was like scratching the surface. Sure, you know, and it's like, but 
we couldn't plan for that. You know, when when Trevor was approached about, you know, as far as I know, he was basically said, hey, come to Atlanta. You know, we'd like you to, you know, we'd like you to lace them up again. But we also could just do with your help, you know, meaning with with some of the younger talent. And it's like. And he, it wasn't like he had a chip on his shoulder, but he just kind of came out and the audience were just like <laughs> the audience made us all go F that like we've got a we've got a star on our hands. Right. We are a real player. So it's like, you know, we, we, we did try to make some um, adjustments, you know, during that, but it's hard with a tape show, obviously. Right. right? Like, but obviously it's, but it's, but, but as, as best we could, we did make some adjustments. We really did. We listened to that live audience and that live audience, man, like they were just the 12th man, you know, the whole time. I mean, they, they made the show like, because I, I don't care who you are. Yeah, there was. Yeah, it's only a couple hundred people, but that the atmosphere in there was 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 nuts. Was like was electric. Like that that first response I got when I walked out for that first promo on that you know that first episode of NWA Power. You, I had a bigger rush for that as I did, you know, when Cody and I were stood there with eleven thousand people standing before we even touched, because it was like you could feel everybody just going shit i am part of something and that's how they felt it all in too like everybody there could tell they were part of something and when and you could see that and feel that in the talent like that was the without question the best dressing room atmosphere i've ever seen because again everybody was just like i'm part of something here like this there's something happening here you know and and I think the big takeaway for us and this, you know, when I had these conversations with Billy and I know Billy had these observations during those tapings, but I was, you know, I try to keep a healthy distance from production meetings and stuff like that, you know, as a talent, like I try to sort of, you know, I have my influence obviously, but I try not to get too in the weeds with everything to kind of muddy those waters. I want, I want to, I want to make sure that the management feel like they can say and do what they want to say and do without worrying about me. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. But I do remember having a conversation with Billy where we were just like, man, we, we didn't need to worry so much about booking. <laughs> like we just let the guys go out and, and kind of run, run free and then see what matches occur. You see, like, see, well, you know, you, the same way that I, I assume that an MMA or a boxing promoter does where they just kind of see these performances and then they go, he'd match up well with him, you know, like, and, Hey, I wonder if we could match up him and him. That would be a good one, or her and her, you know. And and that's kind of where we're at with stuff now. Is like, it's like, let the guys loose, and then see what rivalries and matchups kind of stand out to us, and you know, and 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 let the audience kind of be a part of that, and feel it. Right. I was going to say, see how the audience, you know, right. steers the steers the ship, and I think you really hit on the nail on the head in regards to the audience because a lot of time. For tape shows, the audience isn't as lively as they are in some of the live shows. But the NWA crowd, I don't know how many episodes you guys tape or how long the tapings are. But regardless, the audience is literally on their feet making noise from beginning to end. And I think that that says a lot about, A, the fans there and the passion they have for the NWA. But also as well as like how the shows are laid out, how... You know, from top to bottom, you're keeping the audience invested. And I think we're going to see that. I mean, I, I can't wait to see what the crowd's going to be like this Saturday. I know it's going to be the same venue, but 
you know, if it continues the way it is, I think you might have to at some point look at those bigger venues because you're saying you're, you're selling out that quickly. The crowd's that passionate. And, you know, it's not just in the South where NWA was so popular. You know, you have those those social media hits you see all the way, you know, Northeast, all around the world, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's not, while, yes, it might be a territorial promotion, the interest is, like you said, worldwide. And that's basically uh, due to YouTube. Yeah, we, we've I, the la, last time I checked, we there were people from forty-one different countries have already ordered into the firearm fight. So I mean, I don't know what that number is now, but like, <laughs> you know that that right there is you know <laughs> proof enough. Like we we have a, we've got we got a pay per view buy in Afghanistan. You know, <laughs> it's like that's, okay, that's you know, yeah, that's saying something. Yeah, and it's you know, and, and um, no, you're right. We've had uh, a, a huge response from the uk fans um and i think that's only going to increase now with Stu bennett coming on board and then like france and germany and you know, you know it's because, i think it's because our show is pro wrestling you know stripped down to the bare bones like it's you know it's easier to follow for, for you know and it's kind of like unapologetic pro wrestling is what i call it it's very much like you know the wrestling that it feels like wrestling. It doesn't feel like it's trying to be something else. Like we right. are, we are absolutely not ashamed of being pro wrestling, you know? No. And the fans, you know, have responded in tow. Uh, so this Saturday, I know recently there were some stipulations added to the match. It's a two out of three falls match. You and the cowboy James storm for you're defending your NWA world heavyweight title. Um, cowboy James storm picked Brian Hebner to be his referee. Believe you picked Tim Storm to be the second yep. uh, referee of the third fall. Do we know who the referee of the third fall might be? As far as I'm aware, the third fall, if necessary, would be a coin toss. It would be one of the one of the two existing referees. Ah, oh, okay, interesting. So that I mean, two out of three. Uh, that's that's fall. all. That's all. That's that's what I've been told as of now. Okay. So two out of three falls match you and James Storm for the NWA World Heavyweight Title at NWA Into the Fire this Saturday. Fight TV everywhere, and not for nothing. I also have to say the intro to Into the Fire is by far my all-time favorite professional wrestling intro. I'm also a huge fan <laughs> you of Dokken. You mean, you, mean, you mean the intro for Power? I'm sorry, the intro for Power. Yes. Yeah, uh, which is Dokken's Into the Fire, the '80s right. metal band is amazing and really sets the tone every <laughs> single week i gotta tell that's you that. uh that that's that's billy that's billy deserves the credit for that so he uh he had he had um talked about wanting you know something like that um you know for it and uh i remember when he first sent me the song i kind of remembered it you know uh, like I, I i mean i love 80s rock i love 80s hair bands and stuff but like docking you know was i was kind of like oh sure and i remember hearing it and sort of going like the opening is very sort of slow and melodic and you know what i mean and i was kind of i was like and it's kind of a lovey and it's like you're as they back and right. me and i was kind of like ah i remember thinking i i don't know like i don't this doesn't feel right and then you know lo and behold people just love that song man and and like i have to admit like when i was 
when I was watching, you know, when I felt like I was spending every day watching rough cuts of, of the episodes, I did find myself saying, I never want to hear this song again in my life. <laughs> but it's, it's like, I say, it's a huge part of our thing now. And, um, I, yeah, I do love, and I, and I, I love the, I love the intro too, because I just, I just, <laughs> like you said before, it's kind of, it's a callback to the sort of very typical eighties television show intros where you kind of get like the main cast members. Like, you know, these are like, like if it was like Dallas or, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Um, and it changes with sort of, and it changes based on who's, being featured on that particular episode, which is like, again, just another little cool thing, you know, that, that just kind of, we try to do to just be different, you know, but, uh, this, this is a, a Bischoff mantra, but it's like, we, we definitely have that same sort of vibe in, that, that he's talked about when he was doing nitro, which is like, how can I be different? You know what I mean? Like what, like what are all the, like what's, what's everyone else doing? So like, what could we do that's different to that? You know? So it's just little things like that. And, and that's one of them. Yeah, for sure. But God, people love that song. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I did notice every week the, um, you know, like the stills and the clips in the intro are changed. And it's funny, Joe and I were just talking about this last week. What you have every single week is a great montage and every great eighties movie had a montage, whether it be Rocky Four, Over the Top, Come on, man, uh, Out for Blood, Mark for Death, Steven Seagal. They all had a great montage. And when movies stopped having montages, they stopped being good. Absolutely. So, like, NWA's callbacks. Dude, nobody, everyone loves a good montage. I, and if you don't, then you're, you're not watching the right stuff. Mighty Ducks Two. I could go on for days. A great montage makes the movie. You, you know I, what's funny? like you know what so many people and I didn't even really notice it the first time and then when I went back to it, so many people said to me how much they loved the way that episode one ended. Not not with the not with the kind of um, veering left turn with the Joe Galley asking about Camille thing. Like that was a cool wrinkle, but but there was the very very end of the first episode is like Tim looks at me and I look at Tim and I give him the eighties point. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah. it goes like. Boom into the fire, and I was like, when I first, and then when I started, like, God, does that that might have been just a hair too cheesy? And then everyone was like, Oh man, that point was just the best! Like, oh man, I got goosebumps. <laughs> and I was like, All right, well, good. <laughs> no, that was like when Carl Weathers and Arnold's uh, gave yes. that, that pound. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. And then the music hit. Oh man, I'm just getting more and more excited for this um, this weekend. Like I said, NWA Into the Fire, 1999 on Fight TV. It will be the best three hours of your weekend. It is Cowboy James Storm going for the title against the national treasure Nick Aldis. Allison Kay is on the card. Eli Drake's on the card. Aaron Stevens. Uh, the list goes on and on. It will be, as you said, unapologetically professional wrestling. Uh, for three hours on Saturday night, Nick, and the debut of and the debut of Stu Bennett, formerly known as oh, Bad News Barrett. Absolutely, and I also believe a fan favorite, the question mark, is going to be on the show. God, God the <laughs> question mark. Maybe, as you <laughs> said, another, the fans dictate. There's another example. Right. There's another example right there. Like you know, that was just kind of a wacky idea that that happened kind of quickly, and then next thing you know, they love this guy. So you know, suddenly we're scrambling to, you know, have him out more because I think it. I I don't, I don't remember what how you know what his original booking sheet looks like, but <laughs> but uh, but I know that 
like those fans would have been out for blood if they hadn't got enough of the, you know enough of their question mark fixed by that second day. Sure, and then it's, the T-shirt a, a was out. Cult thing that's taken off, yeah. Yeah, and then his T-shirt was out shortly after that. So, hot seller. That's hot for seller. sure. Well, Nick, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. Best of luck to you and the entire NWA this weekend. Like I said, NWA into the fire, six oh five p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Fight TV app. Nick, thank you so much. Best of luck. We look forward to talking to you soon. 